Jesus journeyed to a city called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd accompanied him. As he drew near to the gate of the city, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he was moved with pity for her and said to her, Do not weep. He stepped forward and touched the coffin. At this, the bearers halted, and he said, Young man, I tell you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, exclaiming, A prophet has arisen in our midst, and God has visited his people. This report about him spread through the whole of Judea and in the surrounding region. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we're gathered here today to honor a priest, a priest who grew up in a close family, a priest who followed his call, a priest who left home with very little, a priest who developed close friendships along the way, a priest who had deep habits of prayer, a priest who faced challenges, a priest who worked in various pastoral settings, a priest who gave himself for others. Yes, we're gathered here today to honor that priest whose name and whose face we all know so well, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You thought I was going to say Father Cain. There are a lot of similarities, though, although Jesus did not have a white old Toyota that drive drive around with. (laughs) You know, I chose to begin the homily this way, this beautiful Mass, so that we can focus what I know Father Cain, who gave me instructions, wants me to talk about, and that's not him. He is far too humble for that, And he is also far too wise because he knows that the events of the last 48 hours are really not about Father Cain and his priesthood, but really about Jesus and Jesus' priesthood. The priesthood that Jesus in his will and in his great mercy during this year of mercy has chosen to give Father Cain a share Father Cain, who heard the call of the Lord as the words of St. Paul in our second reading from his mother's womb, God chooses the priest that far back. And yesterday he said yes to that call definitively and became a priest forever. 
This morning, I just want to offer three simple lessons from our three readings to guide Father Cain's gift of self to Jesus. And I hope by way of application that will guide all of our gifts of all of our lives to Jesus because we made a gift of our lives to Jesus in the sacrament of baptism. Three points based on the three men who rise in our three readings today. Elijah, Paul, and the young man of nine. So we begin with Elijah, who in the first reading today performs an awesome miracle. No one can miss what Elijah did in raising a child from the dead, but please let's not miss how he did it. How did Elijah raise the boy up? It wasn't by a magician's wand and it wasn't by CPR. It was by how? Speaking the word of the Lord. Speaking the word of the Lord. That this is the case. Note what the the woman, the mother's comment was after Elijah performs the miracle. She says, now I know not that a magician, not that a physician, but not, but it was that you are a man of God. For the word of the Lord truly comes from your mouth. It was the word of the Lord. Elijah's example reminds all of us on the priority that we have in our lives to share the message of God with others, to share the word of God with others, a word of God that's like Jesus in the gospel today, that's not a finger to wave at people in condemnation, but a hand of compassion that lifts people up. That's what our words need to be for one another in the home, in the school, wherever we go. Because so many people lay dead today, like the child, on beds of waywardness. And it's through a word of the Lord that comes from us that can work the miracle that raises them up. I know Father Cain and his ministry will speak the word of the Lord like that. I know he loves to preach, and preaching is an art that takes a lifetime to master, but he's committed to it. And I know that his preaching will help lift us up. Let's pray that it be like Elijah's word, a word of the Lord, like Jesus, a word of compassion. Secondly, there's St. Paul in our second reading from Galatians today, who traces the origins of his identity, his theology, and his authority back back to where? Not, Not to schools, not to books, not to mentors. Where did he get it from? He says in Galatians from, and I quote, a revelation of Jesus Christ. A revelation of Jesus Christ. Let me translate that for you. He got it from a personal encounter With the risen Jesus, a personal encounter with the risen Jesus. The personal encounter to which Paul is talking about here, of course, refers to that meeting with Jesus on the road to Damascus, but that's not all it's referring to. 
It also refers to many other moments when Paul personally encountered Jesus, not on the road, but on his knees in prayer, in deep prayer in which he personally linked his life with the life of Jesus. Through personal encounters of regular prayer with the Lord, Paul gains correction, Paul gains direction, Paul gains his mission that defines his entire life. And it should work no differently than that for all of us. We must make time daily to personally encounter the risen Jesus. If we are to find our correction, our direction, and our mission in life, unless we're personally meeting him regularly in prayer, we're floating off on a sea of indecision. Pope Francis says that the priest must be a man who personally encounters Jesus in regular prayer. He says that the priest is a man who embodies in his ministry a deep relationship with Jesus. That's what the priest is who has a deep relationship with Christ, and it shines through everything that the priest says and the priest does. And I know Father Cain is committed to pray deeply to our blessed Lord and to make that prayer the foundation of his whole pastoral life. St. John Vianney, patron of parish priests, used to say that, that we, and especially priests, should immerse ourselves in prayer like fish immerse themselves in water. Take a fish out of water, it's going to die. Take a priest and any of us away from prayer too long and we wither. We start to become languished. Prayer must be our lifeline with Jesus. And I know Father Cain will make it his lifeline in his service as a priest. Lastly, we have the the young man in the gospel today. I, I don't know his name. I'm sure he was very happy after his encounter with Jesus. He's the object of Jesus' great act of compassion, a great act of compassion that does not just one thing, but two things, doesn't it? A great act of compassion that not only gives The boy knew life, but what does he do with the boy? He gives him to a mother. He gives him new life and he gives him to a mother. And I was thinking, brothers and sisters, the miracle Jesus performs at Nain is very, very parallel to the sacrament of baptism, to the sacrament of baptism. Through the sacrament of baptism, Jesus gives us all new life. He raises us from death to life. That's the miracle of baptismal sacrament. But that's not all it does. It not only gives us new life, Jesus also gives us to a mother in baptism. He gives us, literally, to what it said in our gospel today, he gave the boy to his mother. We're given to his mother, Mary. We're given the mother, Mary, to mother our baptismal life. In Jesus Christ, he gives us the Blessed Virgin Mary to be our mother, our model, and our helper. Jesus knows 
how desperately we need good mothers in our physical life, and he knows how important it is in the spiritual life, and he shares his mother with us, all of us, through the sacrament of baptism. Please, let's love our mother. Let's love our mother Mary. Let's maintain a devotion to her and see it not as an obstacle, but as the means Jesus himself gives us to stay in close union with him. He wants it. Let's do it, and do it with joy. For it is, as St. Alphonsus Liguri says devotion to Mary is, he said, no true child of Mary will ever be lost. No true child of Mary will ever be lost. If we stay close to our mother, she's going to keep her hands on us and keep us from running away from her son. It's the truth. I've been a priest now for nearly 20 years. Priests who are older than me tell me this, and I know it's true. Priests who are devoted to Mary are never lost. I don't know of one. Priests who stay close to their mother never are allowed to run away. And one of the things Father Cain said I could talk about today was his deep love for Mary, Our Lady. He showed it during his years at the seminary when he was loyally involved in the Legion of Mary, president of the organization for two whole years, good years. And although his time at the seminary has now ended, his bond with Mary, I know, will not. Like the boy in the gospel, he and all of us must place our Christian and priestly lives, the gift of Jesus, in our mother's hands. Let's do that. So today is a day of wishes, and I wish Father Cain a very blessed priesthood, a priesthood like that described by St. John Paul II. He once remarked that nothing in his whole life meant more to him than being a priest. He said celebrating Mass daily and serving the people of God meant more to him than being Pope. It was the great joy of his life. It got him out of bed every day with excitement, enthusiasm, and great hope. Well, Father Cain, all of us here wish you that kind of fulfillment, that the priesthood that you've embarked upon yesterday may be the greatest joy of your life as you move forward. It's been an honor to know you as a student. Now I have another honor to claim Father Cain as a brother, brother priest. And we pray today with him that the priesthood may be lived with great joy, the greatest joy in his life. We pray that he may stay in union with Christ according to the three qualities I've given today that he speaks the word with compassion, that he keeps a strong life of prayer in Christ, and that he entrusts everything in his life into the hands of his mother, Mary. And may we who wish those qualities for Father Cain live them to the full ourselves. Lord, you are our light and salvation. We trust in your love for us, so in humble prayer we ask. For Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, and all bishops, that they may be granted wisdom and courage to lead the flocks placed in their care, 
we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. In thanksgiving for the vocation of Father John Cain, we ask that each day he grow closer to Christ the High Priest. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For an increase in vocations to the priesthood and religious life in the Diocese of Raleigh, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the sick and suffering, may they come to know the healing of the Divine Physician. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our beloved dead, especially the deceased members of the Cain family, may they come to see God face to face. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, through the intercession of St. Joseph, we ask that these prayers may be heard through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 